Hey everyone, and thanks for deciding to press play and listen to my podcast, Life and Relationships with Megan Luscombe. For those who've just joined for the first time, I'm Megan, a relationship coach and doula based on the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria, Australia. And I'm so thankful to have you listen to my content. And I just want you all to know that it means a lot to me that you're choosing to come along and listen. But while you're here, if you don't already, I would love for you to follow me on my socials. I'm on Instagram at Megan Luscombe underscore, and I'm on Facebook at Australia. Now that that little intro is out of the way, I really want to get into what today's podcast is all about, and that is mental health in our relationships. Now, I'm very fortunate to know some incredible people, and today's guest is one of them, Dan Wilkins, but I call him Wilco, so feel free to do the same if you start following following him along after these podcasts. I've known Wilco for many years, and his mind is brilliant, and I find him really inspiring to me personally on a personal level and also on a professional level. And I really think what he has to say will resonate with a lot of you. So I'm really, really, really super excited to have done this podcast. It was a year in the making. Wilco and I have been talking about this one for a while. So I'm really excited to finally be launching it to you guys today. Wilco, I just want to say a massive shout out to you. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. You are an absolute legend and I'm so glad we got to have this conversation to everybody else who is listening, I really hope that this podcast helps you or someone that you care about when it comes to putting their mental health at the front and center of their priority list in life because our mental health is so important and taking care of ourselves is so important, but also looking out for others around us is really important as well. So without further ado, please enjoy today's podcast. I'm Megan Luscombe and you are listening to Life and Relationships. Holy moly, this is the first podcast that I've actually, the first man who's joining me in my podcast. Serious? Uh-huh. Why is that? Well. <laughs> you haven't asked or they're too I, afraid? I think a bit of both. I think we demanded, this has been a long time coming. This is, how long has this been coming? Well, it's a minimum of a year. <laughs> it's a Because the, year. the pucker up ride was, is in next week. Yes. And that was a year ago beforehand that I started plugging it. And so it must have been at least one year. Okay, well, actually, speaking of Pucker Up, Mm -hmm. before we start, I Mm -hmm. actually want you to talk about Pucker Up because I think it's an amazing concept, initiative, and message. And obviously, uh, that does tie in with what I actually do want to talk to you about today. (laughs) Okay. So, how about you give my listeners a bit of a brief spiel about what Pucker Up is and potentially how they can get involved? Sure. Okay, so Pucker Up is a social enterprise, it's for profit. It's not a charity, mm-hmm. so you can't donate to it as such. Mm-hmm. You can contribute. It's, uh, it's founded by the ex-AFA player Wayne Schwoss, mm-hmm. who played for North Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah. Um, this is a bit of context um, about him, is that he was, he's won three best and fairest, won a premiership. He won best and fairest at the Kangaroos when Wayne Carey was there, for instance. Wow. Okay, so one of the greatest players yep. ever mm-hmm. on the field, on the field. Um, and uh, throughout the entire time, he suffered chronic depression, mental health, emotional well-being, and suicidal thoughts. Um, he didn't tell anybody about it, only his doctor and his now wife. And to put you into the depths of what Wayne was going through, which, um, you know, 65,000 Australians try to take their life every year, okay? Um, to put you into the depths is that he didn't tell anyone. He then resorted to ways of dealing with it that were not good. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he tells a story of going to his doctor, Harry Unglick, who's, who's an amazing man who I've met, an incredible man. He was a North Melbourne doctor for, for years. Um, and then I, I could be mistaken, but then I'm pretty sure he served on the AFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wayne used to go there and get the first appointment or the last appointment. Right. So no one's seen him. He'd also buy The Age. Never read it once. It was the biggest paper that he could to hide his face. Um, He he tells his story about one time in Chapel Street, which is a life-changing moment that he just had to pull over 12 o'clock at night and just burst into tears. And he doesn't blame his family for any of this, but he was brought up in a, like every, I will say almost every man Mm -hmm. um, and and women, but this this weird notion that men need to be tough. Or sorry, 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 that tough and resilient yeah. Results in not showing emotion. Yeah. Um, in 1996, he won uh, premiership medal. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat my beloved Sydney Swans, mm-hmm. haunts me to this day. However, um, his story is that he accepted his premiership medal on stage and looked up at the crowd and he's looking for his dad and his wife because that night he's going to take his life. 
this is a this is the pinnacle that thousands of millions of kids wish they could stand on a stage yeah. on the AFL and accept the premiership medal. So this should have been the highlight of his life and that's what was going through his head. Yeah. So fast forward, he moved to the Sydney Swans to try and reevaluate his life. Like he knew, he knew that he needed a change and, and what happened is he, he identified that his health was his responsibility. He had to talk up, okay? And um, that started a very long process so we're up to, I think we're up to about 13 years at this stage yeah. that no one knows club didn't know teammates didn't know coach yeah, didn't know for a whole lot of reasons he, he he felt weak he felt embarrassed he felt ashamed he thought he'd be dropped he thought he'd be ridiculed he thought he'd be sacked thought, yeah. a whole lot of things um and the story that he tells you there's a fantastic interview if you are it doesn't matter this actually has nothing to do with afl mm -hmm. but if you go on youtube and type in type in um I think it was uh, Talking Footy with Mike Sheen. So if you type in Mike Sheen, Wayne Schwartz, it'll probably be the first interview that comes up. Mm -hmm. That's his first public interview, 2006, I think, okay. 2007. Yeah, um, and he goes through this story and, and talks about it. And, you know, he was always afraid of losing his friends. And the reason I always talk about Wayne is that I'm, I think there'd be a lot of people here mm -hmm. that would, might be listening saying, well, that's what I don't speak out about. Absolutely. Right. And he told his core group of mates that he knew. And all of them, I think but one, but all of them, who he's not friends with obviously, all of them said two things. One, mate, why didn't you tell us? And two, are you all right now? Yeah. He, he never thought that that would come through. So we fast forward, let's fast forward all the way through now, all through, let's say from 2006 to 2016, mm -hmm. when Pucker Up was formed. He, um, he was working full time, but he's big preach. He's always done public speaking on this. And the biggest thing is that your health is your responsibility. Now, it's, it's up to all of us to check in on ourselves and each other. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you've you got to go. If you're not, pardon me, if you're not feeling right, go to your GP. Absolutely. Most of them are trained in this now. You get, you, you get a GP, you get a referral. It's not very, it's not hard. It's mm. not, it's not hard. You don't have to spill your guts yeah. to your GP. That's right. The mental health plan now exists, which is ten, the 12. Yeah, 10, I think now. 10 sessions. 10 sessions. A year, which is amazing. And you yep. get to use them and you get a subsidized rate from Medicare. Medicare, yep. And you've got to get a doctor referral. Take advantage of. Anybody should take advantage of. Everybody actually should take advantage of. You should do it anyway. Mm -hmm. the, the, you should. And I know it's very easy for us to sit here and say it, but you know, I just told you the other day that going through, um, you know, acquisitions of business. And I just, there was a lot of things in my head. Yeah. And I just went and saw someone. Absolutely. It, it was fantastic, you know. And um, the other thing that I, that I just have to stress while we're on this is that if you check in with your friends and family, it's not up to you to save them or to help them. Yeah. Okay, you just got to make the safe spot. And this is what we always talk about is creating these safe spaces of here in this, you know, whether it's around this table or in the lounge room or in a truck cabin, yeah. whatever it is. This is where you can talk without fear of judgment mm -hmm. or, you know, prejudice or you, yeah. you're not going to happen. And this is the, these are the spaces that we as a community need to do. Um, so Pucker Up exists for, for pretty much these reasons, if I just reel them off. So 65,000 Australians make a suicide attempt. This in 2017. Mm. More than 3,000 Australians died by suicide. It's over double the road toll. Um, suicide is the leading cause of death for Australians between 15 and 44. Young Australians are more likely to take their own life than die in motor vehicle accidents. Which is, all of these statistics are fucked, but just, that's alarming. In 2017, approximately 75% of people who died by suicide were males and 25% was females. So, if you focus on what Pucker Up, Pucker Up's mission is to eliminate suicide. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm not involved in the company at all. We we do a lot of the media for it, yep. but you know we do a lot of the strategy behind what stories do we tell in order to do it. But the fact that suicide is reported from things like, you know, Majak Door falling off a bridge, he didn't fall off a bridge, he jumped off a bridge. Me. Yeah, that infuriates right. me the way that story has been turned around. It's astonishing. Yeah. It, he committed suicide. What did he commit? You commit crimes. You commit murder. You commit fraud. Yeah. You don't commit suicide. It's not a crime. Yeah, that's actually really interesting you say that because I think that's something that not many people really pay attention to the language of mental health. Yeah, yeah, that's um, really actually really a 
very important the language around it you don't commit suicide exactly and yeah. and you know little things little things like you know we've we've approached we've been approached by media outlets and and we've told them the story and the the terminology needs to be moved because they have restrictions on how they can report yeah we get pinged on paid media on facebook trying to raise awareness for creating safe spots and making genuine conversations happen every day to eliminate suicide yeah. we get pinged by facebook for the word suicide is it, is it what's abusive content? Yeah, or it's, an, it's, it's an AI. It's, an, it's a machine learning tool, which their heart, whatever I'll believe, I like to be positive, is yeah. in the right spot. It was developed in 2017 as, a, as an actual suicide spotting tool. Got it. That if someone said, I'm going to commit suicide on their post, would Facebook would flag it. Yeah. But make it smarter. We're trying to talk about this. Yeah, so they've sort of sort of eliminated the whole topic altogether by exactly. taking that out. Yeah. 100%. We get pinged on all types of stuff. Yeah, um, stuffed. You know, and, and so, you know, Pucker Up, as I said, was, is a social enterprise invented to, to promote these conversations, to promote people having these conversations, male, female, young, old, mm-hmm. however you identify. It, it, this is, suicide doesn't discriminate. No. And the key of that is you tell me how James Packer has mental health troubles if you could buy your way out of it. Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah. How does The Rock go and talk about their mental strategy? Lady Gaga, Sia, these astonishing people who you think, well, how can they have suicide? They've got so much money. Yeah, that's right, because money is clearly not the sense of... I can't buy my way out of... I can't buy my way to, to, and and I'm doing inverted commas, fix my mental health. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, you know, and, and that, that's what really infuriates me and, and, and that's where it's at. So we're creating these, Puckerup's idea is to create these safe spaces to, for conversations to promote people to do it, to eliminate suicide. As the media partner, our entire job of Puckerup is to put that business out of business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. I yeah. think Schwatter would love nothing more than to not have a job <laughs> in this, yeah, to be quite honest. Yeah, especially when it comes to such an important you know, yeah. area of... So, so, and then over the time, they've developed a, a program which is um, soon to be released in, in um, along with a, a major health organisation that will facilitate these programs in businesses. Yeah. And that's the key. Like, that is the key. And if you want, the key messaging is the great work of Are You Okay? Beyond Blue Lifeline. If you look at zero to 10 as a scale of suicide, mm-hmm. and these, these platforms operate eight, nine, ten, chaos, yeah. red line. Okay, yeah. and they do uh, the most amazing work. Yeah, Pucker Up is trying to do zero, one, two, three. Yeah. Right, so we shouldn't get to that stage yeah, that you know Meg sits down, and she says to Gwen, "Oh, I'm not feeling good." Gwen says, "Oh, I reckon you know why don't you just take a trip to the doctor?" Yeah, because what do you do when you got a cold? Yeah, go to the doctor. No shit. What yeah, do you do exactly. when you what do you do when your leg hurts? Yeah, exactly. You go to the doctor. Absolutely. What do you, what do, you do when you're having mental health? Mm. You go and sit in a room and wonder why That's right. are you the only person? Exactly. Doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And, you know, this, this key thing, and, and it's interesting that I'm the only male, I actually didn't know that, that had been on here. When you talk about it, what are traits that, and you need to answer not as you because you're too clever, you'll understand what I'm <laughs> saying. But what are the traits of, of men? Strong, powerful, you don't cry, mm-hmm. don't be weak, mm-hmm. don't be soft, yep. hide the emotion. Yep. What are the traits of women? Strong, emotional, yeah, emotional. in touch. Mm-hmm. Why, can't, why can't men and women be all of those things? Absolutely. Why, why, why does it, why does it shouldn't the, be mutually exclusive. Why do, why do and, and this is the other thing, like, oh, mate, she's just being emotional. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm pretty sure every female listening to this podcast right now has heard that. We all get that little bit triggered 100%. when we hear that. Yeah. Because but, it, it should be encouraged in both uh, sexes. And, and the reply should always be, why the fuck aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We'd all be a lot better off We'd if all be you so cried much to me. Off. If you yes. opened, you know, and, and like I get super emotional talking about this topic because you see it. Yeah. You know, like I've been worried about friends. It's just the whole reason that I got involved in, in Pucker yeah. Up is I've seen it with friends, you know. I've since looked back on, you know, family members and I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like I remember like someone saying to me, a, a very close, immediate family member, saying, Oh, maybe I just ended all. And you know what I said? Back, this is years ago, you know what I said? I'm like, ah, oh, don't be silly. Yeah. Wow, what reassuring words. Yeah. But it's true because we're also not educated about how to talk to people about this. If somebody comes to us 
with a emotional concern or maybe they don't even know what's happening. Most mm. people don't know how to talk about it. Obviously, working in my space, I'm trained to know how to respond. Exactly. But most people get completely overwhelmed. And, 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 and I think that goes back to the thing is like they go to the GP, they see someone like you, they, they talk like... I like I'm personally I'm not trained to help people down the path I can give them the safe spot for them to tell me how I feel it hits a threshold which is usually very very quick when I go right I think you need to go to a GP yep I don't try and say well have you tried mindfulness techniques have you tried heads like bloody hell I try headspace Andy put a like his book is amazing. I love Headspace and yeah. I don't make the time to do it, which is incredibly frustrating because when I do it, I feel a lot better. Yeah. Right? And I'm not going to sit here and saying, listening to, and, and meditation mm-hmm. is not about crossing your legs with scented candles oh, and saying, preach it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I completely agree. Right? Meditation is, if you want to look at, let's look at Headspace and his example mm-hmm. of an app. It's being aware that when something, when you get triggered, right, you go right. I'm now going, and I challenge everyone to do this. If you sit, lie down, whatever you want, when you focus on the wall, Mm -hmm. okay, focus on a point on the wall. When your thoughts come in, you need to redirect your focus to the wall. Mm -hmm. Redirect it. Then it it, it is the hardest shit you'll ever do. Yeah, I agree. I think meditation is really challenging myself. My thoughts are always going. Yeah. So I find it actually really challenging. But you're right. Like once you start to... Like master it, and you know you will you will you know go back to thoughts. Yeah. But it's all that redirection, redirection. Yep. Yeah. And right. then what happens? Like, like this is what I say. Like to people like oh, I don't get you know like we work in advertising things. Oh, I don't get it. it's for the young kids. We didn't grow up knowing how to drive a car. <laughs> you learnt it. It's for the young kids. What the fuck does that even mean? So learn it. Is it like a craze? Yeah. Like freaking. Hundred percent. Like so learn it. Wow. Sally and Ben over there are learning it. There's so much resistance. It's the same thing. Like, I don't meditate. Why? It's too hard. Right. So is using a pen once upon a time. So is trying to figure out how to open an iPhone for some people. Yes. Is this face ID? What's the touch thing? Do I need a password? So is trying to set up a podcast on GarageBand for someone. Hopefully this all records. Like me. Hopefully this is all records. But then you learn it. Yes. And so what happens is, you. and, and this is the thing with me, is like, I should get to a place that I can do mindfulness every day. Yes. That is a work in progress that might take two years, mm-hmm. right? But at least now I know I know what I can do to try and calm down. And it's very funny that on my computer I have two stickers. Mm-hmm. It says detach and de-escalate. Right. And I've got this from an ex-Navy SEAL commander called Jocko Wilnick. Yeah. Okay, if you know who Jocko is. Yes. Okay. Detach. Mm -hmm. When something is in your head, let's say like at work and something goes wrong. Yeah. And I can talk from experience because you ask anybody who knew me before I was 30, I'm 32, Mm -hmm. let's say like 28. Yeah. I didn't have a scale of anger, it would be zero to 100. Right. I would be perfectly calm. To fully stressed. Yeah, and I think a lot of people will relate to that. There was no, hmm, where could my car keys be? It yeah. was turning the place over. Yeah. Right? And detach means, right, literally picture yourself hopping out of your body mm-hmm. and stare at the situation. Yep. And you go, right, there's one way here, two ways, three ways, whatever. Yeah. What way can I achieve the best possible outcome from this situation? Now, that doesn't mean it's the best outcome. Mm-hmm. It's the best outcome in that situation. Yeah. Okay. So if you've crashed your car and you go to detach, well, your panels aren't going to pop back out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But you go, cool. The car is still able to be driven. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give my details to this and I'm going to drive this home tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to park it in the driveway and I go inside I'm going to relax. Because it's 5 p.m., yeah. I can drive it home. There's no panel beaters open. I can't do anything about this situation at all. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow I'm going to wake up with fresh eyes. Yeah. I hope my mum listens to this for this, trans- for this <laughs> character <Shout> transformation. <laughs> um, and you will then in the morning wake up and be like, cool, that happened. I can't help that. Yeah. What I can help is what moves forward. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. De- de-escalate. Is I see you having a fight with someone else, or you having a disagreement, or you getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. And this is not many yelling at. I will know that when a member of my team 
he's getting frustrated. Yeah. Automatic stand up and I'll either throw something at them, like a ball to catch to make them laugh. Yeah. I'll try and tell a joke or if it's very serious, they have to come for a walk. Yeah. And that's it. We just talk it out. Detach yeah. and de-escalate. Two of the best things. Like, and you, and you, you little, I always come back to them. Yeah. Like, cool, how's this situation? Like yesterday, they said, perfect example. In just a discussion, mm-hmm. the way that I would have responded was going to potentially cause more rifts. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to detach myself and de-escalate the conversation. Yeah. I go for a walk. I come back. My reply was like, cool, this, 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 or this. And there's not a chance in hell I would have thought of that in the heat of that moment. Of course. And it was five minutes. Well, that's it. Nothing is important enough for five minutes. No, I completely agree with you. And what's even better is when I go away on holidays, I go, cool, like I'm not, I can't be contacted. But, you know, if you'd like to get in touch, if the matter is urgent, please call me via WhatsApp. How many calls do I get? Zero. Yeah, I was going to say, I would like to say zero. If it's not important enough for you to download the fourth most popular app in the world Mm -hmm. to call me, it ain't important. Absolutely. And that's actually really interesting you say that because I know probably the majority of my listeners are women Mm. and I'm, you know, very fortunate. I was saying to you before that I do work with men and um, when it comes to mental health, I'm seeing a massive shift in that, which I love and I encourage. And to all the women listening to this, I really hope that you encourage your partners, boyfriends, brothers, dads, nephews, colleagues to seek out help. But what I wanted to ask you was, obviously you're quite open in talking about how you're feeling, which is amazing. And I think that's one thing I really admire about you. How do you get to that point in your life where you're A, comfortable in talking about how you feel Mm. and how do the people around you, and I'm going to say in particular your wife, because I'd like to focus on just how relationships can help Mm. the men in them to speak more openly about how they feel in a comfortable space that isn't where they feel attacked or criticized or like it's worse. Cool. Um, It's hard work. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, for yourself mainly Um, I'm very fortunate that I have an incredibly supportive wife who makes me talk however however if you are listening to this and you don't feel that you've got that Mm -hmm. partner um, that wasn't always with that Um, and especially with topics like money okay right so my wife would would be very reluctantly ask me about my credit card debt or what happened because she knew I go zero to a hundred. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, we've since sort of covered those topics and, and worked hard at the district, but nothing. And I get angry at her for asking mm-hmm. why we're, we're married. Mm-hmm. Or I think we were about to be married. Yeah. Building a life together, including a house. Yeah. I'm going to say that money's a pretty Absolutely. thing. And, and what I will tell you is that I've actually, just finished the book but we were talking about it yes. is turn it into a game right so um, I, I highly recommend The Barefoot Investor I read it in two As days I. I read it in two days yep. and you know what it's a challenge I now want to see how much money I can get <laughs> exactly you turn and it into a game I like that 100% That's a really good, you know yeah. it's, it's a game how little money can I spend mm-hmm. um, you know uh, but getting back to your point I think you need to you need to be very self aware in this world and I feel a lot of people throw that term out and they don't know what it means for yeah. shit. I agree. Right? Really good book on self-awareness. Again, I'll go back to him. Jocko Wilnick, Extreme Ownership. And everybody who's listening, I will link all of this. Yeah. So. Extreme Ownership. It has military references. He did 23 years in the, in the military. Right. But if you're smart enough and you're into it enough, you will see past it. The book essentially breaks down, I think, 10 principles of extreme ownership. And the principle of extreme ownership is everything is your fault. Mm-hmm. Everything. Absolutely. If you're the CEO of a company and if you're the CEO of Coles and the boy on the checkout puts the wrong barcode in and sends it into it, well, guess what? It's your fault. You didn't train the COO, who didn't train the head of training, who didn't mm-hmm. train those. It's your fault. Mm-hmm. Your fault. Mm-hmm. That's been a big shift for me in 18 months. Real big. The accountability? Yeah. Yep. Everything is your fault. You need, if your staff member fucked up, mm-hmm. it's your fuck up. You pick up the phone, you yep. call the client. That doesn't mean they get off scot-free, yep. but you educate them into what they did wrong. Mm-hmm. You tell them this is how you don't do that again, right? Absolutely. Or another way to do it. Um, but essentially self-awareness thing is just so important. And self-awareness isn't just like, 
I know who I am. It's knowing who you're not, right? Which is a massive distinction that needs to be. And I think right now people are so focused on this is me, this is who I am. I'm presenting my true self to the world, but they're not including that this is what I am not going to be and who I am not. Correct. So that's a really, really important point. And people always refer to platforms like Instagram and stuff when they talk <laughs> about this. Yeah. I challenge you to put up a photo how you really are. Wake up in the morning, take a photo. This is the real me. If you're worried about likes and comments, you'll quickly find that people will get around something like that. Yes. Because the days of finding an app of airbrushing your butt and your face mm -hmm. and putting bigger muscles on and whatever you want to do, you, you're, you're, a, you're a hoax. Yep. You'll get found out. Yeah. And you're getting found out. So being self-aware in that I didn't want to talk about money because I was in debt. I'm still in debt. Mm -hmm. Not including a house. I'm still in debt. Yeah. But being available going, hmm. Not the situation I want to find myself in. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I'm in this situation. Yeah. How do we get out of it? I can only get out of it by speaking to my wife who wants to talk about it. Yeah. I can only get out of it by speaking to her and having this, this is how much debt we've got. Yeah. Guess what? If you've got something like that that you, don't want, that you don't want to talk about something that happened to you or the work situation and that, nine times out of ten, these people can help. Absolutely. Like, and they want to. Holy they shit. They actually want like, to help. And people saying stuff from the outside. I think we had a moment before where you're like, wow, like, uh, I'm like, oh, that's a really weird way of looking at it. I love that. Mm -hmm. And it's just like you never think about it yeah. like that. And, you know, I think that a lot of people don't ask for help. And, again, this goes back to then this isn't a male-female thing. This is like people. Yeah. I don't want to ask for help because people, you know, I don't want to say, oh, how did you do this? Mm -hmm. My business is not failing, but I'm not making the million dollars that I thought I'd yeah. make in 10 minutes, which is another whole other topic that shits me. But... You have to have patience yeah. and you have to ask people yeah. because people will have been through this before and I feel like, you know, I adopted it late as well and that's the other thing on this. Like, I ain't come across high and mighty. Like, this is all stuff that I've figured out real late. Yeah, I think it's real, something that most of us figure out late. Real late. Yeah, and, but see, this is the fucked up thing. Like, how many people are going to listen to this at the 25? Like, yeah, and they're going to get to our age and be like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually will agree with that. Yeah, I will Kills agree me. with that. You know, yeah. and then I look back at it now, like as a parent, like I look back at it now, like my dad, when I was like 16, mate, you got you to look at your money, you got to save your money. Nah, it's like, yeah. shit. Well, it's true. <laughs> and I think it's because we're not, we rebel. I mean, that's one thing I think when we're younger, we rebel against the ideas that older people are giving to us because we, mm. we're going to be better. We don't need that help. But I think it's only until life catches up with you that you realize that A, I do need help and B, I can ask for it. And see, I should. But you can still rebel. You can buy 10 Jaeger shots instead of 20 <laughs> and save the money on the extra Jager 10. Jaeger shots, man. You know, remember them? Made yeah. from a root or something, like horrible, Gosh. horrible stuff. But the, the, yeah, the, the key is there that, you know, from the partner support, um, most of your listeners are women, and I'll go out and please correct me if I'm wrong. Don't be put off by the wall that your partner mm. might have. Okay? I'm so and glad if you you're, said that. It, yeah, if, if you're a female in a relationship with a male, I'm going to say there's going to be a wall. Yeah, right? well, I, I, would, okay. I would agree with you. I'd say 10 out of 10 of my um, couple's clients, mm -hmm. the wall does exist for the men. Yes, you're right. And I think really, this is actually a really key point. When you're having this discussion, I want you to sit next to them. Mm -hmm. Don't sit across from them. Sit next to them. Because especially for blokes... If you sit next, like if I need to have a discussion with any of my mates and I know he's going to go down this route, I'll sit next to them, never in front of them. Can't look you in the eye. So what's the, what's the difference for you in those scenarios? What, what's important about sitting next to somebody when you're about to have a conversation like this? If you sit across from someone, it's like a job interview. Like we are right now. 100%. You feel, yeah, but we're close. We know each other, you know. It's cool, right? Do you want to come sit next to you? Come sit next to you. Um, I think... Yeah, but you've got to remember that we're talking about stuff that we know and that we believe in, that we're comfortable yeah. in. You're talking about, if I'm talking to you about my mental health or you're talking to me about your bank balance or, you know, problems that you've got at home mm -hmm. that you don't, that you know you should be here but you don't really feel comfortable, yeah. you're going to be doing these ones. And for people not looking, I'm looking outside yeah, of Meg's so face. Yeah, he's actually directing his eyes right? away from mine. If I sit next to you, you can look wherever the fuck you want. And this goes back to this pucker up like a bike ride. Yeah. The only reason it's a bike ride is because, and I come from cycling, the shit people have opened up to me, blokes, on rides, yeah. 
you they haven't told their partners. Bet you they haven't told their yeah. family, their mum, dad, aunties, uncles. I, I had a person four years ago told me that he found out he got cancer on a ride. I don't know him that well. It was a ride from Point Lonsdale to Torquay. Wow, that's huge. That's and he was massive. trying to figure out how to tell, how to tell his family. Right. I wasn't even that, like, when I'm saying I'm not that close to him, like, I've never been to his house. Right. I have his mobile number, but I've never been to his house. Right, which may have, in that moment, made him more comfortable to be able to open up to you. Tell someone, like, yeah. his partner wasn't the first person he told. That's full on. You know? Um, the other thing is, you know, this, just to go back to this park ride, this bike ride next week, is, it's, a, it's a metaphor for life. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'll challenge you, you live, Arthur's seat is around the corner. Mm-hmm. It right? is. If you see someone walking up there and you're in the car or something, or you're walking on it, it doesn't matter, and you see them stopping and lying down, what are you going to do to them? If I saw that happen, yeah. if I saw somebody stopping and lying down, I'm going yeah. to do something. Right. You're going to hop out and Absolutely. what are you going to say? What are you is say? everything okay? Do you need do you need something? Can sure. I help you? So why don't we do that when you know someone's mental health is not okay? Well, I suppose I can't ask on I can't answer that on my behalf because I yeah. always see I see something say something that I've been like that my whole life. Yeah. But I think you're right. Why aren't we doing that? And but, what's stopping us? So the sign there is that it's physical. Mm-hmm. So you know that by someone lying down is a sign Absolutely. that they are not well. Mm-hmm. If someone is always being open, jocular, like, you know, yeah. um, like always having a laugh and things like that, mm-hmm. and then they shift yeah. to not say anything. Personality changes. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. And teenagers, it's just a phase. Well, yeah. let me tell you that more young people die from taking their own life than are killed in a car. So while you're stressing that they're on their pee plates, yeah. why don't you stress that they're all right? Yeah. You know, and, and these are the analogies that these safe spots create in terms of this. You know, you've got to, you, first of all, you've got to identify it in yourself. So if we go back to the support of couples, like now Siobhan and I have in-depth conversations mm-hmm. about our money. What are we saving for? That's the best bit. It doesn't have to be doom and gloom. Oh, God, look at my debt. We want to go to like Canada for Christmas. Yeah. How good's that? That's amazing. Like, yeah, cool, no stress. We want to renovate our house. Oh, wow, what about French doors there? How much do they cost? And yeah. it's not so much, oh, we can't afford it now. It's like, well, we want those doors. So what do we need to do together? 100%. To afford now, them. Now, we can wait longer to get them mm-hmm. or we can drop things off. Yeah. Those other columns. Yeah. Pay off your credit card debt. How much interest do you save a year? Mm-hmm. Does that pay for it? distribute that across now to the 100%. goal that we have. 100%. And now it's a game. So, you know, and I'm not saying that this is an overnight fix. You're going to need, like, you know, you, when you approach someone on this, you will get kickback mm-hmm. because it is uncomfortable and they don't feel safe to do it. And that's not a reflection on you. Ain't a reflection on you. You've got to build it. Yeah. Right? So when you ask them, are you okay? And they go, I'm fine. And walk off. And that's going to happen. 100%. Yeah, you just put down the, you that will happen. You just put down the concrete slab. Yeah. Next time you did it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Just build a little bit of a wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, and that wall is a structure. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Then all of a sudden you get to it and you sit next to them and you go, Sally, Ben, John, Katie. Yeah. Look, I've checked in. I feel that you've changed. I just want to have a chat mm-hmm. about it because over 3,000 people took their lives in 2017. That's a 9% increase on the year before. Increase. It's the equal highest in the last 10 years. I love you and I don't want you to become a statistic. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck, tell me that doesn't hit home. No, it's true. And I've had that with, with people that I know that I've said those exact words, the exact words. Mm-hmm. You know, 2016, it was 2,866 people took their lives. Yeah. How does that increase 9%? Yeah, well, it's because people aren't saying something. 100%. And I also think it's really important for the people that are listening to remember that, just how you said, people may ask. You may ask your partner and they may put up that wall. Mm. It's really important that you do not make that about you. And you don't Brilliant flip point. the dialogue and you don't then make it that you are trying hard and they're giving you resistance. Yeah, Because when it comes point. to mental health, it's not about punishing people. It's about allowing them a safe space to open up and be vulnerable. So if you're going to ask your husband, your brother, whoever... Are you okay? I feel like there's a change in you and I want to be here to help you. And they put up that wall. It's not up to you to get angry and make it about you. Exactly. I, I really agree. Yeah, that, that's just such a perfect summary of it. Um, 
and and I suppose if you do do that and make these mistakes again, like you 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 can't solve everyone's problem. Everyone's yeah. different, but you know, and seek help. Like like speak Absolutely. to someone. You know, you can call. Um, there's a whole, if you go to puckerup.com forward slash help, there's a whole lot of things that you yeah. can do that you can call them yeah. and say, this isn't about me, but I have a partner. I have an auntie, uncle, son, daughter, mum, yeah. dad, and I'm struggling to talk to them. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Absolutely. And they'll help you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also important to remember that if you don't feel emotionally equipped to deal with potentially whatever they will say to you, mm. that you allow them the space to seek help. And know that because they're seeking help from somebody who isn't you, yeah. it doesn't mean that they don't want to talk to you. I find when I work with a lot of couples, if a man in particular wants to open up and decides to go and speak to a health professional, say for me in this example, their partner can sometimes get a little bit offended and make mm. the dialogue and the story about them thinking, oh, why are they opening up to me? At the end of the day, we want people to open up comfortably and whoever that person is, is whoever that person is. We should reward people for that. Mm. So I think it's really important if you're listening to this and your partner says, look, I think I want to talk to somebody about it. You don't go, then why aren't you telling me? <laughs> I reckon that goes back to self-awareness. Yeah, absolutely. Not, you know, and I'm sorry to keep using sport, but sport's a great metaphor for life. No, I agree with you. Not every player has to touch the ball for it to be a goal. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, you're on the wing. We went down the other side. It's the overall goal of the team. And if you're a couple, that's your team. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how you get there. You just got to get there. Absolutely. And sometimes you'll be subbed off. Yeah. Sometimes you'll be subbed on. You won't touch it. And sometimes you'll be the pivotal player in kicking that goal. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. All three of those things are your job. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a team, it is a team effort. And I mm. think that's one thing that couples need to remember that when it comes to mental health, because obviously as you transition through relationships, you know, you yourself, you've just had a kid, so that's going to change the dynamic of your relationship. There may be different mental health issues that not only you are dealing with, your wife may be dealing with as well. And it's important to remember that you've got support, not only from each other, but if you need external support, that it's there and you're on the same page. Yeah. And yeah, I think people need to talk about that a lot more. Yeah. The kid thing is an interesting one. Um, I'm not sure how many people who listen have children. Lots. Okay. They probably, and this is probably more so for the people about to have children or, you know, my, my daughter's six months um, in a couple of weeks. And one really big thing is women now, it's, it's, the dynamic has changed. Mm-hmm. My mum was allowed to go to secretary school allowed yeah so this now this is another important thing if you want to stay at home and never want to go back to work because raising a family is a job mm-hmm. <laughs> like Absolutely. ain't yes. no doubt about it um that's okay mm-hmm. but if you want to go back to work after six weeks six months 12 months 20 months whatever mm-hmm. you should do that and my family is a great example of that in that my wife is and it's great she goes She's 32. She says, I bust my ass for 12 years. I don't love my family any less. I bust my ass for 12 years to get to a position that I'm in. Yeah. I ain't stopping. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. And so, you know, we put our daughter into childcare. Mm-hmm. Siobhan starts back at work. Amazing. Holy shit. Three days a week. Amazing. Like, you got to do you. Absolutely. You know? So if we go back to the money question. Whatever it is, 150 bucks a day, childcare, whatever, yep. subsidy or something, whatever. But budget for it. Yep, Have absolutely. the talk about it. Because mm-hmm. I'll guarantee blokes, I'll tell you this is a shout out to you. And you know what? If you're listening to this, I want you to put this on speaker to your husband. It actually is true, and I don't mean to mean this the way that it was intended. Mm-hmm. And you can sub out wife for family, but happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Blokes, live that. Yeah, absolutely. You need to ensure that your family is happy, mm-hmm. right? And if you want to make it about you, it's not up to you to bring home all the money. No, that's right. It's a team effort. No, that's what we keep going back to. Yeah. Like, it's and a team. You're a team. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. You do a week at home with a newborn. <laughs> tell me what's harder. Yeah, well, I'm really You'll get actually, an answer real quick. Yeah, I'm really glad you actually brought that up because I do obviously work with a lot of mums and new families and new parents. And I think there is, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it, there's mum guilt. Mum guilt's out there. But, you know, dad oh. guilt exists as well. Yep. You know, the, I work too much. I don't have time to check in. By the time I get home, my baby's asleep. Or by the time I'm up. I have that. 
They, exactly. 100%. So it's really important that when it comes to the mental health of your family, mm. that mum and dad guilt is something that you both talk about because only you can both eliminate it. Yes. Because if we need to work because it gives our mental health sanity, yeah. then that's what we should be doing. And vice versa for men. If men want to be coming home earlier because they want to spend more time and that means they go to part-time or you know they're a casual worker now, like whatever has to happen for mental health to be the priority and the family's health to be a priority mm-hmm. needs to recur. And 100%, if you get home, say that, say that let's look in that you're doing the traditional family thing where the mother stays at home yeah. for X amount. When you get home and if you get home at a certain hour and stuff, grab your kid, play with them, take them for a walk, tell your partner they can have a shower. Mm, yes. Like little oh things. Gosh, and this sounds yes. ridiculous that they can, and, and let's say I only use this analogy because it's around the corner from us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Siobhan just wants to go to Coles and walk around. Yes. And look at, look <laughs> yes. at other humans. Yeah, exactly. Grown humans and yes. listen to them talk. Mm-hmm. That makes complete sense. On the weekend, like give people a break. Yeah. If they've been with a newborn and have not been talking English to a growing human yeah. for hours on end, yeah. that is not good for you. It's the whole reason why they have um, the hole in prisons. Can't talk to anyone. It's a torture technique. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you're, no, that's exactly right. You know, like, yeah. help out. Yeah, exactly. It's not, and, and this is the thing, I'm not saying that any of the blokes here are not helping out intentionally, but staying at work till 7.30. You know one thing that never ends? What? Work. Yeah, that's exactly right. I've got right. too much work on. Fuck off. Yeah, right? You're going to have so too much busy. work on tomorrow and the yeah. next day and yeah. the next day. So and if you busy. had that much work on, you'd work Saturday and Sunday as well. Yeah. But I bet you pack it all up at 4 p.m. on a Friday. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And I think that's really interesting coming from, in my perspective, obviously, and you, I'm sure you were late running your own business and working, having to work your ass off for a team and stuff like that. Like, you're constantly working. So yeah. you know that. You know yourself where you can stop work. Yeah. So people who are actually employed by a corporate who have a boss, yeah. you have cut off hours. Guess like, what? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's easier. If you don't have a party or email, no one's going to die. <laughs> exactly. You're like, going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. So I think that's really important you brought that up. And it's kind of that, that cool aspect of like, I'm really busy. I'm always working. Business is fine. I fucking hate try. that badge. It's like people wear it as a badge of honor. Fucking so dumb. Oh, have you been? Oh, so Pretty busy. sure I used to do that though. So busy. He used to do that. And I was like, fuck off. But then you grow and you realize yeah. that busy isn't actually a reply. Yeah. It means nothing. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. You know, you can always find time. Of course you can. Do you know the hilariousness of this is we have like a huge project next week mm-hmm. and I knew that this was coming up. So I've worked late the last two days so that I can drive down here to do this podcast. Oh, I'm so and, glad. And do you know what? In the space of this time, mm-hmm. right now that we're doing this, yep. how many clients have I lost, gained, <laughs> work haven't I done? It's the same. Right. It's yep. like I've just gone to sleep for a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, I completely <laughs> like, relate. You can, and you know what? All you need to do, it's the same thing as this mental health. All you need to do is just do it. You'll, exactly. You'll just realize. And, you know, I personally don't believe, I, I have no issue with having email and social media. I'm on it all the time. Yeah. That's fine. I don't care. If you have problems with it, delete. Like, I don't mind. Yeah. But, like, these articles of, like, you've got to delete this and this, make up your own mind. Absolutely. You now have screen time apps that will tell you how much. If you're endlessly scrolling, take a step back. Yeah. If you're endlessly scrolling through things that you're really enjoying, yeah. like on YouTube, keep watching. I don't care. Yeah. Or really be mindful care. with your time and what you're doing, dedicating your mental space to whatever brings you joy, I guess. 100%. And unfortunately, fortunately, whatever, we're screen machines now. Yes, we so are. Whatever. We are, absolutely. Look at the screen, go into the machine. I, <laughs> it doesn't fuss me if you get enjoyment out of it. But still, you should go and walk along the beach. Yeah, grab your you phone. You should have times that you don't have your phone with it. This one in particular. Hi, this one. <laughs> uh, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Share to your friends. Um, yeah, but there's, there's things like. Just manage, and this goes back to your health is your responsibility. Manage yes. your own health. Yes. And nine times out of ten, you know when you're not doing well. So how do how to find out whether you need to go to a doctor? Long, prolonged periods, and I mean weeks. Mm-hmm. It can be days, but weeks. You'll know weeks where you realize you are not yourself. And that you, self-aware, you will realize it is you are not yourself. Yeah. My trigger was not exercising for three weeks. Okay. That's how I knew. Okay. Okay. Like other ones might be, you know. Withdrawing from friends, um, being lazy and not wanting to go to work, wanting to be in bed more. Yeah. Um, Let's go to the most Australian one. Drinking. Drinking. Yeah, absolutely. 
numbing our feelings. And I know that everybody right now listening to this knows one person in their social circle who uses alcohol as an opportunity to push their emotions down. Mm-hmm. And if you do know that person, if you are that person, there is no judgment. I'm not judging you, but I'm saying speak to somebody and get help because yep. I like to have a drink. I love wine. I live in a wine region, yep. but I never use alcohol as a way to numb myself to nope. my problems. No, nah, and that goes for recreational drugs, absolutely, hard drugs, whatever it is. You know the best, and, and people misconstrue this, that you need to be a marathon runner to do this stuff. You know the best way to cope with stress? Is to exercise. Oh, I agree. That's what I use exercise for. Holy shit. Oh my gosh. It's Go for best. a half an hour walk. Yep. Get those That's endorphins it. running. 100%. Yep. You know, and I'll go on to another. This has a military topic, this, but it doesn't mean to. Mm-hmm. I sent you a YouTube video the other day. Yeah, yeah. Right. This guy sits high on the spectrum. So <laughs> some people might go, uh, that's, yeah, Dan, I don't mind Jocko, but I'm not going to go after <laughs> David Goggins. Okay. Right? And his thing is, people nowadays, and, and this is not a mental reference or anything, but people don't know how to suffer these days. And what that means is, you don't know how to suffer through to work for something. Yes, agreed. And when you identify, let's look at mental health, there's going to be a period of very uncomfortableness where you don't understand why you're feeling things and how you're feeling them and how you'll ever get out of it. Mm-hmm. So the likeness that I get from people who I know, and I actually had like, and what is now, you know, what I've realized was some degree of an anxiety attack a few months or a few weeks ago. Yeah. But speaking to like people that I know have it, your world is gray. There is no color and you feel like you will never, ever, 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 ever come back. In my situation, I didn't ever think that I'd get this situation sorted that I was in, ever, ever, ever. And the the trigger was, again, the three no weeks and the fact that I wasn't laughing. You know me, like I'm literally a fucking idiot. you are a joker. 100%. And I'd laugh and then I'd stop and think about that situation. Right. Right? That's me suffering in order to get to where I need to get to. Yep. And the, the David Goggins, for instance, he refers to, this is why we have shit like six-second abs. <laughs> yes. You are not willing to suffer to yes. do the 12 weeks of 100 crunches a day to get the six-pack. Yeah. You want it now. Let's look at entrepreneur life. Yeah. Right? So you right. and I are very different. Yeah. I haven't done a million revenue in one year, in year one. Let me tell you something. The guy who started 1-800-GOT-JUNK took seven years to do a million dollar revenue. He drove around with one truck. Seven years. Yeah. Why, why are you entitled to have it now? Why yeah. should you get it's it without walking? gratification world. Don't compare yeah. yourself to Zuckerberg and the guys who started Instagram mm-hmm. and, you know, Spiegel from Snapchat. Don't compare it to that. Yep. Netflix is almost 22 years old. Yeah, it comes back to that saying, like, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. And, 100%. You know, yeah, absolutely. Like, why, why should your business do a million dollars? What's the matter with it doing 60 grand? Yeah, I know, right? Like, What's the matter with you being able to live comfortably? <laughs> Talk to me about if you need 75 grand to live, which is, what's the average age, wage in Australia? 81. Yes. So let's do 75, right? And you're in, like, 75 that you can wake up at 10 o'clock do your own shit, go for a surf for lunch, done whatever. Yeah. You you telling me that you trade that for 79000 in a company? Yeah. You cannot tell me that your happiness and health is worth $4,000. Yeah. Get out. Interesting. No, it's a really interesting way to look at it. Like, my thing now, like, oh, okay, oh, shit, you know, hopefully we get some more clients in, you know, May 2020 to prop up where we want to go, like, whatever. If we don't hit the target, it's not the end of the day and not the end of the world. Yeah. Like, I'll look and be like, hmm, why didn't we do that and learn from it? But it's the suffering of the journey. Like, there's nothing better than having months where we're like, yeah. shit, we didn't make any profit. Yeah. And guess what? Like, I'll tell you, that, that still happens now. Yeah, absolutely. Of course it that does. That still happens. Like, yeah, I relate to that as well. And it's the story that you build. This mm-hmm. is the suffering that you need to go through. Like, you don't get it all at once. And I say this to clients and like, oh, you know, we want this many. Well, these are the metrics that we want. I go, what? Yeah. How? How many times you got to go to the gym to get a six pack, man? Yeah. Like, that's what you got to do. You got to yeah. suffer. You got to work for it. Yeah. And it's the same with mental health, emotional well-being. Like, working for it is seeing someone like you. Yeah. That is working for it. Yeah. Because, as you just said, sitting down as couple therapy, mm-hmm. is that what you refer to it as? 
Yeah, couple therapy, yeah. Guess what? There's going to be some real uncomfortable shit that comes out of that. Absolutely. <laughs> and not yeah. just in week one. Yeah, absolutely. Week two, week three, yeah. week four. Week five is great. Fuck, I love each other. Let's keep it going, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Week six, fuck you. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. around this podcast. I've sworn all the way through. Fuck, I swear the whole time. You're fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's your suffering. Mm -hmm. And then in week 25, there's a bit of light. Yeah. And then you go, Megs, thanks for all your help. We feel like we've got this. And then you go through a crazy patch and then you start suffering again. Again. And, and then, then you, you call go me back. again. And then you're back. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a really good analogy in terms of the lifelong thing and I don't know how much long you want to talk for, but the lifeline thing, mm -hmm. what happens when your car breaks down? Get it serviced. And then what happens? It breaks down again. And you get it serviced. And then it breaks down again. And this is all over a period. You get it serviced once a year. Yeah. Service your fucking head once a year, man. Yeah, exactly. At if least. If you take anything from this podcast, it is get your mental health sorted out and go and talk to somebody. If, it is, if you start it as a minimum of once a month, 100%. Like, you don't, I'm not... You got not, 10 for free right now. That's exactly right. Go to So you can doctor. a minimum go for 10 months. You've got nothing to lose from a financial point yes. of view. Yes. And you know what? If you want to keep, you know, if, if you want to keep this part of you confidential for a little bit while you're just working oh, out... Oh, shit, yeah. You find it. your own just way to do, do it. Just do it. Yeah. Like, you don't need to go and tell everybody. You don't need to make an Instagram status about you're finally tackling your mental health. You don't need to put it on Facebook. You don't need to tell your friends. Mm. But you do need to do it for you. Your mental health journey can be yours alone. Yeah. But it's important that you do it. Because people around you need you to be strong for you. Mm -hmm. And it's your journey. Absolutely. You tell your story the way you want to tell it. And I think that's a perfect way to end. All right. I think we've done really well. Thank you. No, thank you. So much. No, no stress. I'm going to actually re-record the start of this so I can properly introduce <laughs> you. Because I yeah. did introduce you. No, that's you. okay. It doesn't matter. I like being but, um, an enigma. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just be this random person. Yeah, sure. But uh, thank you no. so much. I appreciate it. And um, like I said, guys, all the links will be here so you can follow Dan along. You can get links to Pucker Up. And um, yeah, I'll be back. Thank you. If you haven't already, head over to my website at www.meganluscombe.com.au and sign up to my fortnightly email full of life hacks, relationship tips, feel-good memes, and more. 